Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shook Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. Too many women are constantly giving to others, moving around others' needs, and sacrificing their well-being for the well-being of others. We need to rebalance the books on giving and receiving. This is a really relevant and vulnerable topic for me right now, and I share some of my experiences and realizations as I'm tackling this in my own life. Someone told me the other day that I needed to learn to take more than I give, and this was a very uncomfortable idea for me. So I decided to bring it into an episode. If you are one of those women that tends to sacrifice yourself for others, this is a great episode for you. If you're enjoying the show, we'd be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to liberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more liberation. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with the beautiful and lovely Laura Schick-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, hey. I'm um, coming at you with a little bit of a cold today, so I'm going to sound very ni- my nice and sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes, we're giving it to you real here. We're delivering even when we're sick. We both had quite an interesting week with sickness. So, <laughs> oh, yes. And today we're going to talk about some juicy stuff because I recently, so I'm going to give you a little backstory about our topic today. So I recently went to my Cairo who is amazing. He is awesome. And he works on a lot of emotional stuff and things all around. And what I have been experiencing in myself is a lot of like, I'm cruising, I'm doing really well in business, things are really succeeding, my momentum's up, I'm feeling really good. And then something happens, my family gets sick, or some they need me, or I don't have childcare, something happens. And I feel like it really sabotages my success and my moving forward. And then, and then I have to push really, really hard to get back up to that momentum. And then something else happens again. So we worked on some of these deeply ingrained patterns in me, which is a lot around sort of sacrifice and service. And I really found what I think are quite common themes among women. And he actually talked to me about um, learning to take instead of giving to take more than I give. And that was quite emotional for me. I didn't feel like that was something I could do. And to also start to recognize that I've got a bank full of of so many things I've given to people but never taken back in return, Mm -hmm. and that somehow we need to balance the books. So I thought this was a really juicy topic for us to talk about around how women need to rebalance the books. Uh, I love this. I completely resonate. And I'm sure so many of our listeners are shaking their heads like, let's guess, let's talk about this because rebalancing the giving and the receiving books. I know that I've been in that pattern as well, Sonia. And you know, you and I were probably kind of, I don't know, even like soul sisters in that when we met because we were all about us in service, right? Our business idea was like, how do we serve more of these women entrepreneurs and, and trying to get our needs met in that process. But one of the things that I've noticed is so many specifically women entrepreneurs that go into a 
business idea to bring about a change for others, like to solve a societal problem, become so caught up in serving that and in problem solving that that we don't often um, take enough care of ourselves in that process. And our bank, our books completely get out of whack, right? Because that's just been my pattern as well is I just want to continue to to give more energy out and I'm not always, and this is really funny as I say this, you know, you and I like created a work-life balance center because we were consciously very well aware of this pattern. But look at us like continuing to struggle with the unconscious um, push and pull to stay true to our needs and to be able to take when we really need to take. Yeah. And I think that's, that's such an important piece because I think, you know, these are deeply ingrained patterns and they're not just in me and you, they're in like so many women. I put a post out to my um, coaching group, my private coaching group today or, or yesterday. And, you know, all of them struggle with this as well. Like, I think it's such a common thing am- among women because we are taught to be nurturing. We're taught to sacrifice ourselves for our family or for others or for the community. We're taught to give of ourselves. Like it's been indoctrinated. It was so cute because my Cairo actually said to me, that this is what, you know, the patriarchy has done, you know, is create that being selfish is wrong because that continues to suppress women from succeeding because we're so good at, you know, being unselfish and sacrificing and martyrs and, you know, all of these things. It's very, very ingrained in our DNA. And so I think it's something that we have to become aware of unconsciously. I mean, I've been working on this pattern like my whole life. Like it's, it's something so ingrained in me. I was praised and appreciated for sacrificing, for being a giving child, for, you know, giving my all to my sister and to my mom and to everyone. And so I learned to adopt that as my identity. And so it's like slowly over time, I've had to integrate pieces where I'm no longer sacrificing myself for this and for that, but I'm still struggling with my family. Yeah. Yeah. I completely um, resonate with that identity piece. Um, I mean, that's in, so interesting with choosing to be a psychotherapist, you know, um, so much of that and in, in you do coaching, it's like so much of my path was of just a feeling of being called to be in service to others and feeling that I had capacity to do this. I have the strength to do it. You know, it's like, I'm going to take what I have and give it in the benefit of another human soul, like what could be better? So there was a lot of going into that um, without a lot of people around me saying, wait, hold up. As you do that work, I want you to know that there's going to be some really important aspects of you balancing that out and making sure that you're receiving. Instead of getting that message, it was just more exalted as like, oh, what a humble profession. Hmm. Oh, that's so wonderful. Like you're such a giving person. You're so generous. And again, like you were saying, becoming sort of the identity that I could be the strong one. I could hmm. be the helper. And and I really did not encounter the value of taking care of myself at that level of um, at the level that I'm trying to do now until I was, you know, halfway through my career in my thirties, you know? Um, so that's really fascinating too. just the conditioning that you're bringing up or the societal messaging for women. There's just a lot of praising, but there's, which would be fine even if there was a balance to that. Like if we praised that aspect, but we also spoke to the, to the importance then of filling your well again. So if you're going to 
keep giving, that's going to deplete your energy, you know, your energy well. So that's fine if you're bringing in enough to continue to take care of yourself. And that I feel like is the messaging that I didn't hear until much later in my adult life. Definitely not not growing up, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's kind of like what comes before, you know, we talked before about a profit before impact, right? That's one of our sort of favorite episodes, at least one of mine. And I think, you know, the same is true of taking care of self before you can really take care of others. Like, you know, it is about the, the balance of that and the, the what has to come first in order for us to truly create impact, to truly give to others. You know, I think what's happening is so many women are depleting themselves. I mean, you know, especially when it comes to family and running a business. And I think, you know, we've touched on this theme many times because it's, it's different. I mean, it's one thing to run a business and that can be depleting in and of itself. So in no way am I saying that we're, you know, depleting ourselves more. But there is some elements of having family, especially children yeah. that, you know, don't sleep yeah. or you're putting them to bed or, you know, I mean, so many of us have like our time is really, really late at night or really, really early in the morning. We sacrifice sleep always in order to have some me time. Yeah, yes. And I've just, I've been thinking about that a lot with my kids, you know, asking, questioning my own decisions as a parent, like, am I giving in too often to what they need? You know, should I be saying no more to my children? And that's a really hard thing for me. Um, I also come from a really loving, um, you know, parent dyad. My mom and dad were both very present for us growing up. And my mom, though, being a stay at home mom, you know, I never saw her really take time off for herself. She was always just present. Like when she got sick, we all kind of knew, oh, mom's sick. And she would kind of disappear a little bit to sleep more. But then, you know, she was still getting food on the table or still doing certain things. Like I remember watching that thinking, you know, wow, it's really hard when moms get sick even as like her child thinking, Oh, it's so hard when moms get sick, but like still seeing her go at it. Mm. And I'm watching myself kind of doing the same thing. Of course, I'm um, actually taking more time than I saw my mom because I'm seeing, I saw how it was difficult for her. So now I'm like, okay, kids, I'm going to go take a nap, but I'm still struggling with staying up with my teenager because she's got some homework assignments that she was, you know, late on and she was asking for some help and I really needed to go to bed for my own health and well being, but feeling her stress and her overwhelm and wanting to be there and guide her and support her, right? It's like those things are real. Like those conflicts are not easy. To set yeah. up a boundary with a, with your child who mm. needs you, mm. when is it okay? Sometimes it it's very unclear, right? Of yeah. when when it feels really, okay, this is appropriate for me to just say no and let them have the natural consequence or have their own ability to self-soothe because sometimes it's your, it really is your place to be there and help mm. them and not abandon them in their time of need even, you know, so yeah. it's very complex. And I think what makes it even more complex for most of us is because we already have a sort of a misunderstanding or misrepresentation of giving and sacrifice and serving and helping others, then it's hard for us to discern where the actual line is. Because it's like we're already so skewed to the servitude, we're already so skewed to the giving that we can't even really feel where the the actual like moral compass line, you know, where that real 
truth line is. And so instead, we always end up tipping over to that too much giving side, to that too much sacrificing side, to that, you know, way more give than take, way more give than receive. And you know, I think that this is what we have to sort of talk about and switch and start to change in our paradigms. Um, you know, I think about my mom was a working mom. She was never around. Like, and she was never yeah. available emotionally. Like, I think I am so much more available for my kids, even though I'm really busy and I'm working and all of that. I'm so much more available for them than my mom was to me. She was just never available. Like, it was just even when she was done with work, whatever, there was like, there was no emotional availability. Mm. And so I think, you know, I survived. I actually became a really strong person because I had to be so independent. And so you think, I mean, it's just this really interesting perspective. And I think that's, it's, it's no cut or dry. It's no easy place, but just the thought, you know, when my Kyra said to me, you need to take more than you give. I was like, mm. wow. I was so uncomfortable with that notion. And to me, that alone is what's so interesting. And even you, like, I love it because even when you, you rephrased it, you said receiving, like, you know, uh, receiving more than giving. And it's like, that's one of those ways we sort of diminish it. We're more comfortable with the word receiving than taking. Mm. Mm, That's a good point. Yeah. Receiving feels like, oh, yeah, I'm receiving, I'm open, I'm like letting it in. Taking is more like, I'm going to assert my need. I'm yeah. going to say, I have a need, and I'm going to take what I need. And yeah, it goes back to what you said. That's probably a conditioning in my vocabulary of, well, taking sounds too aggressive. It sounds too masculine. It sounds yeah. um, selfish. Yes. You know, I've got to be the good girl and receive, <laughs> and I'm not good at it, but I'm going to work at it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm be the good receiver. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and receiving takes it also out of our responsibility. Like someone's giving it to us and we're just going to receive it. Right. It's like, it's in a way it diminishes our responsibility from actually taking what we want, from going out there and getting it, from doing it, what we want, not what everyone else wants. And that, this is the piece. And, and the feeling of what we worked on emotionally for my, for me was, you know, I'm, you know, focused on my mission. I'm really on my mission right now. And it's like, I'm focused on my mission and I'm moving towards that, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden something happens to the family member or something happens over here. And I'm, I'm like, whoosh, I'm all over there. Right. And I drop what I'm working on. I drop where I'm going because it's like, oh, they need me. Oh, I have to be there. And, and I think that's the piece is how many women are not truly like on their mission, are creating in the world what we can create because of this piece that we feel like we need to sacrifice more. We have to give more. We have a duty, like all of sort of that indoctrination. And it's a lot of indoctrination. And my, my poor husband, I constantly am getting in arguments with him because, you know, it's like we, we equally are 50-50 a parent. Yet so many, oftentimes, like say the school holidays, I'm trying to run a business, he's working a job, and yet I still end up being more responsible for the child during school holidays. And it's like, this yeah. is what a lot of moms experience. It's like, it's not really equal. It's like, there's still this assumption that the woman will handle things. And I think that's, yeah, that the woman will sacrifice her time, that the woman will sacrifice her work, even if she's making more money, even if she's, you know, can contribute more to the family. It's like, still, she ends up being the one to sacrifice. 
Yes. Yeah. And this is so entrenched in so many of our cultures and just, it's so entrenched that we don't even know that, that it's coming from outside of us. And I, when you said that about like your responsibility and um, expectation of school holidays, it just made me think about these conversations I had with other moms when I was, um, my daughter was small. She was probably two and I was living in Stockholm, Sweden. And I was fascinated with the Swedish parenting culture because they have so much time off with their children. The first two years, um, there's a one year for the mom maternity leave and then one year paternity. And, but there's also a lot of, you know, everyone has heard mostly probably the listeners, you know, there's a lot of, um, focus on gender equality in Sweden and it it is seen in the way that they parent. And one of the moms I was talking to, her husband's um, company had just been bought out by a U.S. company or had like U.S. leadership coming in. And he was really struggling because he said it was all of a sudden a very different culture in which when he needed to normally just say, hey, I've got to leave for the day and go get my kids or my kids have a school holiday and I'm staying home with them, the U.S., um, you know, bosses, the, the authorities, they were like, well, why can't your wife do that? Mm. And here's a Swedish man that's like, why would my wife do that? <laughs> <laughs> why would she, why would all of a sudden she do that? Because it's been the thing that I do. Like, I always go home on Tuesdays or I always take this holiday. And so that was really interesting for me to hear, really started shifting my subjectivity, like around myself as a mother and a woman, just to understand like, wow, some of these expectations are so entrenched in the culture yep. that I've absorbed that way of thinking. Like, I then think that I have to take all the holidays. So there's there's that combination of, you know, what's being in, you know, taught to us sort of, and then how much we've taken that on and how much we continue. Um, so this is why I think it's a, a fascinating um, conversation to look at what your chiropractor had saying, was saying, like, it's also part of patriarchy that women have been made to feel like it's their responsibility or we've made and made to feel selfish if we aren't somehow dropping everything mm-hmm. and tending to the family. In those moments, we act like there are no other caregivers, like no friends of the family, no father, no grandparents. Sometimes maybe there aren't, but there's usually some sort of community tribe that we could have access to, but nope, it has to be us. Like I'm the mom, like I gotta drop it all and be the one that is there, you know? And, and why is that feels so challenging to us to, to let go of that yeah. And to assert what we need. I mean, cause this is what we're also talking about to assert what we yeah. need and to assert what we want and to go after it. Right. Like yeah. I was, I was feeling into this, right. Because a lot of times like I'll go to my Cairo or I'll, I'll go to somebody who's supporting me and I'll, there'll be some aha moments and some, some integration and then I'll go and integrate more. And I was feeling into this particular thing and I was thinking, you know, I feel pulled all the time right? Pulled to make sure everyone else's needs are met, you know, and, and, and then it's like, but there's things I want, right? There's things I want that I don't care about everybody else and what they need. Like there's things I want. And just even today, like this realization dropped in that I don't even let myself really want things that don't somehow contribute to everyone else. Yeah. Right. Somehow that is bad. That is wrong. That is selfish inside of me. And see, this is part of the rebalancing that I feel like we need to have. We need to be like, 
it's kind of like that that duality. You know, we've we've experienced so much sacrifice. We've experienced so much giving. We've experienced so much, you know, martyrdom. And like, here we are. Yes, we'll give up everything for you. We'll drop everything we want. It'll be all about you. And we've got to turn the tables to where it's selfish. Like, we actually need to be selfish for a while. That's the way we're going to balance the books. Because until inside of ourselves we have that rebalance, we're not going to be able to come from a truly neutral place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. But then, you know, yeah. I think there's a couple things we have to talk about that. There's sort of the internal, you know, the mindset shift we have to have and the internal decisions we have to make around that and really committing to it. So there's all that to deal with. And then, of course, we have to deal with the physical reality. What do we do when we're in a relationship or in situations where we're still being demanded upon to give and to sacrifice. I mean, you know, a lot of people I think have experiences in their life where they finally woke up one day and realized that everyone around them was just taking from them. You know, like I, like for me, it was during my first pregnancy where it was like, I was always the giver, like for forever. You know, I always gave advice, care, attention, whatever someone needed. I was always there. And during my first pregnancy, I was really quite sick and I was really struggling. And there was a lot of stuff going on with my husband at the time. And there was just all this chaos. And I was really needing someone to listen to me. But every time I would start to talk to someone and they'd be like, how are you? And I'd say, oh, I'm just not doing really good. They'd immediately turn the attention back to them and that was it. Like I got like one sentence and then it was all about their drama. And I realized, oh my God, no one's there for me. Yeah. So that was your experience with, you know, putting your needs out there and when they weren't really listened to or met, then you just stopped even expecting them to be. Yeah, yeah. And I, I shifted things. Like I, I changed a lot of people in my life who were there and I, you know, changed my environment from that point. It was a big wake up call to realize yeah. how much I'd been sacrificing. Um, but it was just something I never even realized before because it was so much in my DNA. It was so much in my being that I just had no consciousness of it. And I think this is the piece, you know, what we really want to do today is really bring this up because I think a lot of women are quite uncomfortable with even the thought of taking, with even the thought of being selfish. It's like, no way. No, like I, I can't do that. And I, until we start to understand that that's our right. And, and this is one of the things that my car was saying as well. Like, like we are entitled to this. Like there's a lot of entitlement out there. And, and oftentimes you see it like, you know, I mean, I know we're, we're often generalizing gender, but you know, yeah, I that. think it applies, you know, to some degree on a larger picture, right? So you can look at, there's a lot of men who are quite entitled because they're privileged. They've had all these things, you know, so there's a, there can be, you can see some entitlement there. Whereas women are the opposite. We are actually entitled because we've given so much that we're entitled to receive back, but we are never displaying cashing in <laughs> whenever cashing in yeah exactly yeah like i think we're just hoarding these um yeah like i think that's what your car was said yeah. right it's like you've got your bank is full yeah like you've been hoarding all of this and you're not cashing in and well and in something that's so important that you said when he reflected back to you what if or he posed this question what if you decide you started taking more than you're giving. Hmm. And what you said, it wasn't just a thought. It was an emotion. Like you had a very strong, visceral, emotional reaction to that. And I think that's something that as we're all talking right now on the listeners, just notice what you're feeling in your body as we just explore this idea of having 
the ability to take what we want, Mm -hmm. to have what we desire, to feel unapologetically okay with that. Mm -hmm. And most of us are probably trembling a little bit, like inside. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what that, because that's such a new experience. It's unfamiliar territory when so much of our time is spent in not only giving, but also connected empathically, you know, since so sensitive to our family. Like Mm. that's one thing about the strength of women's intuition is we use it to tap in and we feel everyone's needs before they feel it. And it gets really confusing because so much of that is becomes the norm. And for us to actually shift back in and put our hand over our own heart space and just radically inquire, you know, Mm. like what's my bank account look like? Like how much is this going out and how much am I taking with all my birthright in? Yes. Like what am I taking in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Cause I do know, like I've, I've even worked some in that like heart chakra space. I've had a healer mention, she noted, she's like, Whoa, you have a lot of expansion there, hmm. but it seems to go very far out all like beyond you. Mm. Like, Oh yeah, I'm really comfortable with that. <laughs> I'm so comfortable with expanding my heart space out for others. Yeah. But what that feels like for me to then practice opening up the vulnerability and just taking what it is that I desire. That's, that's a whole, that's breaking up a new territory. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I have to say like this, this topic is very uncomfortable for me in my body right now. Like I, even as we're talking yeah. about it, I can feel the, the, I can feel some of the judgment as well. Like, you know, part of that indoctrination of, you know, how we should be, that we should be selfless, that we should be giving, that we should be all compassionate and, and do what everyone wants. Like, I think it's so ingrained that what happens is we've got a lot of judgment on anyone who's not like that. Right. Cause the thought mm. of being a taker, the thought of yeah. doing what I want, if despite what my family wants, wow, that just feels like a bitch. Like, I just really like, yeah. you know, the thought of it is like, wow, this is, that is a, that is a bad person. That is a, an evil person. You know, and I can, yes. I can feel that. And despite the conscious part of me and the conceptual part that gets that that's not true inside of me emotionally, it is like, wow, that's a bad person. I don't want to be that person. That's a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. And I, and I think that it is part of the messaging around us. I mean, you think about when you hear that a woman has left her family, like she just took off and was like, I'm done. It's a very different reaction than when men do it because mm. men leave their families and everyone's like, oh, what an ass. No, 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 no. But it's kind of like, and moving on. When a woman does it, it becomes national news, oh. you know? So he's like, this woman abandoned her children. Yeah. And it's not that, that, you know, I'm promoting in any way that we walk away from our families, no. but that's no. the messaging is so different Mm. when women do have a breakdown and completely lose it and have and disappear or have a psychotic break like everyone just can't believe that 
a mom like that would even oh how does a woman ever do that like how could she have left those poor babies and gone into that mental hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's so funny too, because like there are some days that I think I can totally get it. (laughs) There are some moments. I love my children. I love them. But there are some moments where I'm like, man, I understand. (laughs) I understand the abandonment. Like I'm like there, woo, I'm a strong person to stay during some of these experiences. You know, I mean, I think, you know, that's, that's the thing. And what we're talking about is giving ourselves permission to explore even these topics because how many people even allow themselves to think about this, right? And in no way are we saying drop your kids, go abandon them, you know, leave them, you know, totally be literally fully selfish and never ever give to anyone. But what we're right. doing is exploring the imbalance the imbalance of this in the world and the imbalance of this in ourselves. Because when I give too much, like I'm, I'm sabotaging, not only myself, I'm sabotaging my mission. I'm sabotaging the good work I can do in the world. I'm sabotaging the women that I can help every time. And, and it's not necessarily necessary. And I think this is the piece that we have to look at is until we allow ourselves to take more, to receive more, to be more selfish, we're not going to have the right feeling on what is actually appropriate. Like, you know, do my kids need every single thing I give to them? Probably not. And probably in some ways I'm, I'm stunting their growth. Right. And so, you know, this is the piece, but I can't, I can't figure that out because I'm too busy in my, um, you know, sort of wound or whatever this piece is that I have inside of me that's not healed. I'm so stuck in that, that I can't see the truth. I can't see the truth. Yeah. 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 So it's like being more conscious of, you know, like after this conversation, I know I'm going to walk away with more awareness around like, when am I taking and when am I giving? And, you know, you mentioned like with my children, I often find myself just unconsciously giving and my husband's like, they're old, you know, especially my teenager, like she can get her own water, you know, like I'll be in the kitchen and then I'm already walking out and about to sit down. Mom, can you get me a glass of water? You know? And it's like, she's probably even closer than I am. Oh, sure. hun. Like we get it. You know, just like this kind of unconscious. Oh yeah. Like, let me do that. Let me do, I can do that. And not just stopping and thinking, when can I, or even if I say, yeah, I'm going to get that water and Hey, can you do this for me? You know, teaching our children that, um, I'm going to do this for you right now, but I really need you to, to start your laundry. So can you, while I'm getting your glass of water, go grab your laundry and put it in the, in the washer and get that started. Right. It's like, I'm trying to even, it sounds little, but I'm realizing that even if I played that game with myself more tit for tat, like I'm going to give you this and can I ask you for this? Then I would be finding more balance instead of kind of falling into this mode of, yeah, let me get the water and oh yeah, I was on my way to do the laundry too, but I'm going to stop that and, and get food started and get water for you. And you know, it's just, it can be so unconscious, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, those patterns. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they're really unconscious. And, 
and I think that's the piece is each of us has to look inside ourselves and, and, and there's different gradients of this, right? So right now I'm specifically dealing with my family because that's the piece that's left, but I've been working on this for like 10 years, like no joke. And so, you know, it started off with my, um, all the people around me and then friends and then partners and then, um, uh, my, my mother. And then there's all these people that I've unwound myself from this pattern. And then yet now it's really, it's mostly my family. So, and I, I, cause I don't feel like I'm sacrificing too much to my clients or I'm sacrificing too much to others anymore. Like I feel like I set really good boundaries around those things, but now it's still that pull of the family. Everyone's going to be at different gradients of this. And this is the awareness is starting to really look at where are you at? Is this something you're doing every day in your life? Because the truth is we cannot stay on mission. We cannot stay in our purpose. We cannot create what we're here to do in the world if we are constantly sacrificing ourselves to others. Like it's not possible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we are diminishing our little, our fire energy inside, like our life force. Like we are diminishing our life force by letting this these books get out of balance mm. and not cashing in on it's time for us to uh, want what we want and desire what we desire and let ourselves have it to like mm. sit at the table and have what it is that we desire. And, and I know that I remind myself of that with a daughter that I want to model that for her. I want her to see that I also have my needs and it, and I have every right to them too. And I don't want to just model the sacrificing mom, right. Mm -hmm. That then becomes her pattern. Yep. And, and that's what we're talking about too, is like the, all these young women growing up in the world, like, can we shift it for ourselves now and help them be able to understand their full potential is in being able to not only give their gifts to the world, but receive the gifts that are their birthright. And I, you know, in, in to, and at certain times, fight for them and take them the mm -hmm. way that they deserve to be taken. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, and that is a very different message than what we've grown up with. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing is I think, you know, we, we often talk about this being the year of the woman and, you know, this being like an yeah. amazing time for women. Well, we're going to have to take it. Like it is not going to be given yeah. to us. We're going to have to take it. We're right. going to have to fight for it. We're going to have to stand up and do it. And we've got to stop letting these old patterns and these old paradigms and, and the way we've let patriarchy control us and, and like set all that aside so that we can actually go out and create and take and be. Because the bottom line is when, if, even if we had control of the world, like, you know, in an imbalanced way, and I'm not saying that's what we should go for, but say women were in control of the world, we would still yeah. have more care for others than what's happening right now. Like, yeah. you know, there is a, the feminine is so important right now. And what we yeah. can bring to the world is so important, our compassion and our care. But to some degree, we've got to get in alignment and, and empowered in ourselves. And that means cutting all of that out where we're sacrificing and giving up and everything and being able to really even, even to claim what we want. I mean, I think this yeah. is even a first step. Like so many women come to me and I start to ask them, you know, what are your goals? Because, you know, yeah. if I don't know the direction they're going or where they're going, it's really hard to create a business that's aligned with them. So we're, we're trying to look at, well, what do you really want to create? And so many people don't even really know what they want for themselves. They give me their goals and it's like, is that really what you want? <laughs> you know, is yeah. that? And they're like, well, 
well, it would make my husband happy and then I could get what I want. You know, like these yeah. are some of the answers I get, right? Well, well, this would get my husband off my back and then I can go, I can create what I really want. Or, you know, uh, this is, this will make everybody like me and then I can eventually create what I want. It's like, there's all these motivations that a lot of women have not even stopped to actually decide what do they want? What do they want more than anything? What do they want in their hearts? What do they want that has nothing to do with anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what is their honest wanting? What is their mm-hmm. desire, right? What is their greatest yeah. desire? And I think, you know, to be really honest about that oftentimes is vulnerable and you've got to peel through all the things that you want to, you know, that, that I guess that that have been indoctrinated, but also sometimes just to get people off our backs, right? Does anyone else feel that way or yeah. is that just me? <laughs> Yeah, no, I think there is. There's like, well, like even the the way that you described, it's kind of like we've learned to go around um, somehow, like kind of, we're kind of being dishonest, even in a way that we don't really realize is like, we're trying to go around these things that we think we have to do first in order to get what we want. But what if we were even just more honest with the the people in our lives and we're like, nope, this is what I need to do what I want. Like, I I just want to directly claim that. Yeah. And take that. And like you said, I think another thing, you know, with the year of the woman, it is, it's, you see the, um, the movement is to, to take our experiences and share them and become more visible and to stand with one another. And I think that this is something we need to think about, like, how often do we celebrate when we see another woman in our life, take what is hers to take? Can we be her ally? Can we celebrate that with her? Can we encourage her? Or is there a part of us that might take her down a little bit because we are uncomfortable with her standing in that? And we Mm. may then become a part of the judge and the jury. Instead of encouraging her to fly, we start, you know, doing that whole like, well, isn't she really kind of being a little bit self-centered and shouldn't she consider (laughs) how this is impacting everybody else around her? You know, you've heard the conversations, you see. When a woman steps to the front of the pack and everyone's like, yeah, mm-hmm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you saw it with our, you know, with Hillary Clinton. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, totally. you're like mm, what kind of mother can she really be? And she's like this kind of politician. I mean, she was even criticized in those, these like women in our, um, in the front and center of leadership, they get criticized by other women. So, I know that that's something I'd like to just put out there that we all think as women, like how can we do this for ourselves, but how can we celebrate it when we see other women doing it and really stand Mm. up and and encourage one another and applaud us for being able to take something that we desire and want and and just be really happy for each other, you know? Oh, that's really good. That's such a good point, Laura, because I think, yeah, it's so easy – and, and it's really because we haven't integrated these things in ourselves and yeah. then we have the judgment outside of ourselves or jealousy or whatever it may be. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, we, we've got to support each other to take these steps, to be more selfish, to take what's ours, to go out there and do the mission, you know, and, and it isn't, I mean, 
everybody needs to find the balance for themselves. We're in no way saying that everybody should cut off from their family and go do their mission and that's it, you know? Like Uh we're saying that everybody needs to find what they want and follow that despite what they have in their life. And so I think that's the piece. You know, for some people – Their mission and passion is to be at home with their kids. And that's beautiful and amazing. And there's no reason why you shouldn't do that. But for some people, there's more of a mission to do something in the world. And then, you know, we're being pulled by the indoctrination and the control and all of these things that we've been taught that don't necessarily improve our families, but that's what we think we should be doing. And so that's what we're dissecting here and talking about is, you know, it is always about aligning with your own moral compass. It is always about aligning with who you are authentically. So, you know, we're not in any way judging or saying one person should do this and everyone should do this. Like each of you is very unique, but you have to find Find the truth inside yourself. If you long to do something and you're not doing it because of the pull somewhere else, then that's something that you have to integrate and work with. Absolutely. And I think that just to continue with the balancing of the books analogy, it's just time to take note, you know, take a look at your ledger and just look at how many journal entries are in the, you know, taking column Mm. and how many are in the giving and give yourself the opportunities to, to take what you want. And I think that, you know, some people listening might not even know where that starts. And I think that starting with something small, like, I don't know, the next time that someone is standing in line for like, you're at the coffee shop and somebody says you first. And instead of saying, Oh no, no, like you go ahead, step in that front of that line and say, thank you very much. And I'll have my coffee now. Right. (laughs) I mean, sometimes it's little stuff because if people start paying attention, how many times are you just letting everyone else go in front? Like how many times are you offering people help But when it's your turn, like, are you taking that space? Are you Mm. actually letting yourself get that? I mean, sometimes it's, excuse me, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm first, like sometimes it's taking it in Mm. that way. And sometimes it's just like other people are probably like, that's what I have noticed and something we may have to do another episode on because we're kind of getting to the end of our time. But, you know, I'm actually realizing how much the universe is showing up for me and like people are standing there saying, I want to help you. And I've been just closing the door. This isn't relevant to my business Hmm. where I'm like, well, I don't know because then I have to budget taking this other, you know, getting a bigger staff. And I just make up all these excuses. And sometimes they're like, no, no, I just am passionate about what you're doing and I want to help you. Mm. Like, how can I help you? And I'm making it complicated and I'm not even letting people help me. Hmm. And so how, Often are we kind of shutting the door on opportunities that are right there? That energy is like, let me in. Like, I want to be there. I want to help you. And we're like, no, no, I have to do this by myself. I'm the strong one. Like, I need to do this alone. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, right. And 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 I think, you know, it's like that balance because men don't feel bad about taking their position or taking what they want or stepping into that, you know, what's owed to them. And, but women constantly do, you know, we're, 
we're always afraid to receive, afraid to take anything, even when our books are so backwards, right? Like I, I'm totally uncomfortable when people come to me and they're like, I want to help you. I'm like, okay, well, let's figure out a trade or let's figure out how I can help you. Or let's, like, there's, yeah. there's yeah, never exactly. like just purely receiving. That would be bad. I just can't, I just can't even fathom that. I can't even imagine that. And this is that thing that, that all of us really have to work on. We, we, we've got to be able to receive. And sometimes that's such a gift. Like receiving is such a gift to others. Yeah. You know, and, and especially to the yes. men in our lives. Like we, we take away their opportunity to give to us. And they often have ledgers that are way more in the take column. So like we'd help them balance their books by letting them give <laughs> exactly. to us. <laughs> It's a win-win, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And how many times, you know, probably have our, the, I don't know, I'm thinking my husband's probably made gestures to like step in and do something. And I'm like, no, got this, honey. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So true. And my husband does the same. Like he's, he's super willing to do things. And sometimes I'm like, no, no, it's okay. I've got it handled, you know, like it's, you know, and this is why we have to start with ourselves. And I think that's really the reason I wanted to bring this up is because this is something I'm integrating for myself, which is always a juicy topic because I have so much relevance to it. And I think, you know, this is something I'm seeing in a lot of women. Like we need to become more aware of, of how we're sabotaging ourselves by not being willing to take or willing to receive and instead still trying to sacrifice. And it's, it's sacrificing our purpose and it's sacrificing our mission and it's sacrificing our happiness. And I think we have to stop that. (laughs) We really do. Yes. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for bringing this topic to the, to the top, to the conversation today, because I needed to hear this and I need to be reminded. So thank you, Sonia. Yeah. And thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show to get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes, visit theliberationlab.com. We want to help other women get the support they need to create more real success and freedom. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, emailed us, and reviewed our show. We are so appreciative of your support. See you next week.